following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. We are lounging here on a Tuesday, a holiday week, as the Cowboys get ready to play on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day in the afternoon, against the Buffalo Bills. Barry Church. Yep. Danny McRae. What's going on? I'm Nui Scruggs. We have a plethora of items to get into. Let me start by going back to New England up in Foxborough. Mm. I was there at the game, and let me tell you, when I woke up, it was raining. It was that that kind of rain just kept pounding and went all day long. We drove to the stadium. It was just wet, wet, wet. Got out the car. Um, I had, you know, I, I had, I was layered up. Okay, I was layered up. I had on a, just a long sleeve t shirt. They put on a, a little sweater. Then put on this vest. Mm-hmm. Then put on a double layer coat, beanie, and cover my. And, and it was it was just bad like that, man. And you were still brutal. cold? Oh, no, I was warm. He was, but I was, but you know, I was, I was getting as quickly up to the press box as I could. I my photographer had on a whole bunch of stuff there, uh, but he was, he was, he was wet. But it was, it was a, and just the wind. That was the other thing too. Is the That's wind, the and it was sideway rain and wind, and it was just, it was just going. It's well, you gonna, you gonna hate rain. yourself on December fifth, then? Ooh. <laughs> Talk about the wind. <laughs> that stadium all the way. Cut right to that beanie. Well, you, well, you guys, is that, were you guys here for that <laughs> oh, Monday yeah. night game? Oh yeah, with the thrashing No parts of that. Either. Okay, no parts. So that was the absolute coldest game I'd ever been to. Same here. That was that was ter- that was just that was just wrong. That was just wrong. Yeah, I didn't even want to play. play. Like you just like man, hey, can we just like move this to next man, week? Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just get a running clock going. Incomplete. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we was getting what? punished too. I was like, hey, why are we throwing this? Yeah, just run the, run the ball, <laughs> man. Just run the ball. That's the worst though. Rain and wind. Yeah, nah, that's the worst. So you you've heard you've heard the fans. You've seen the media reports that. The way the weather was, that New England knew how to play in it, and the Cowboys were ready to go. I remember Dak, I mean, it was a third down pass, and he just went. Sailed completions it. right there, and then mm-hmm. he changed the gloves. So a lot of criticism coming for the Cowboys and how they handled the weather, um, not going outside. Jason Garrett talked about it on his show Monday on 105.3 The Fan with Sean and RJ. Um, Rob Gronkowski was killing him on Fox mm-hmm. talking about that. So uh, what are your thoughts? Was it raining out of it was raining. Was it cold? It was when, cold when, on Wednesday. I think it was. No, nah, I don't think so. I was looking out the window. I don't think it was raining or cold. You know, he already know I'm going to. <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> Wait, whose fault is it that that glove got wet or he wanted to change his gloves? Is that uh, JG in them fault or is that Dak? He was outside. He went. He did pregame. He did everything. You know, two hours before the game and all that stuff. He decided to put on what he had on, and then it just didn't work out for him. So he had to switch. Is that correct? Yes, he and Blake Jarwin also changed. Oh yeah, so I'm just, yeah. but that's that's the players' fault, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. You put on what you the man. Play the man was out there two hours before the game started, and he warmed up, threw the passes, did everything that he possibly could do to get him ready for the game, and he decided to go with that. Or I know they're not expecting me. I know nobody saying that. I know everybody saying that. JG Post said, "Hey, Dak." It can't mm. be. It can't be saying this. I fault think he you had need to wear the gloves with the with the with, with a little. So, nah, come I, on, I refuse man. to believe people are blaming that on so, him. So so apparently, as former players, you guys you you're not re- you're not reading social media. I'm reading. I'm, I'm saying what, take what you, you can you can read it, but I'm saying responsibility of putting on the correct gear comes down to the is players. the player. That's why okay, you show up no two hours early, three hours early to the game, so you can go test out what you have to see what works Cleats, best. All that. What <laughs> yes. works good on the ground. All yes. that. The warmer stuff, I'll get your hand warmers mm-hmm. ready. You get all that. That is on the player. And the uh, messages communicated to them before they get there, hey, get on the early bus so you can go test out there equipment. and see what the field is like. Yeah, that is yeah. communicated. Uh, Jerry Jones, the owner, spoke afterwards. I was there as well. And I, heard, I heard that. So, so in talking about what you said, he spoke about how, hey, they handled the elements better than we did. So 
that's when 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 the man in charge who writes the checks comes out and talks about coaching and also talks about how they handled the elements and and he's basically saying he feel like we ha- the Cowboys didn't handle the elements. Oh yeah, not, well, uh, there's to definitely the some coaching point, mistakes yeah, going on to the point there's of gear that, that's on, on the players. Now to the point of game plan and being ready for certain stuff. And special yeah, that's, teams. That's on coaching, and I think he was 100 percent talking about coaching, and we know that they were talking about 100 percent special teams. All right, right. that's all he was talking <laughs> about. Oh, well, no, well, no, he even talked about. About how you know we've got to put together all three phases. I mean, look, uh, offense couldn't score a touchdown, and then you had special teams. So you lost two of three phases in Foxborough against a team that, in my opinion, if you just line up talent for talent, I think the Cowboys have more talent than this New England team. Right, but, but, are, we, but are we saying that the Patriots outcoached the Cowboys? No, the uh, owner said it. On what though? On to me, mostly, mostly on special teams. The 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 mess ups on special teams put those guys' offense in position to go out there and make the plays that they did to get that one long score. Us missing field goals put us in position to have to go and try to score a touchdown. Like special teams was the catalyst to me this game. For causing us to lose, All right. I can say that. Yeah, I can. I can agree with that. We we'll talk about it later. We we'll talk about field position. When you get into to element to games where the elements are like that and they're crazy and it's win and you can't throw it, field position is a big part of the game. You play the field position battle. So, Danny McCray. Mm-hmm. If anyone's new to the players, I was Danny McCray, special teams uh, uh, demon when he was here. Barry, as an undrafted free agent, you had to get on special teams yeah, too, and teams. you're living, you're living it. So, when when you were watching the game. What were you seeing, especially on the pump block? It's just miscommunication to me. Um, when you're on that pump, when you're on that pump protection team, I mean, I was a wing on that team, so I knew all about the different type of rushes, the eight man boxes you're going to see, and what the personal protector has to see, and where he he's accountable for what. Um, but it's just a miscommunication when you're going into that game. I pretty much assume. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Everybody's pointing out Matthew Slater. I mean, he's he's been doing it for ten years. The Pro Bowler, the yes. Pro Bowler pointing him out. You got to communicate where he is at all times. And if you're, if you're in front of that that punt protection team, you pointing him out. I mean, you point out Bolden, Boom. and you point out uh, Slater. You yeah, find you, those two guys. You got the strength on this side or the strengths on that side, and you find those two premier pass rushers. I mean, it goes for that for every special team. And uh, I didn't quite see how he got in there, but he had to get in there pretty quick. He got it. Was, so he he lined up over the tackle, and uh, the tackle got a bad set. Um, and he pretty much just went underneath the, the hand that he stuck out. And the tackle was, uh, was Joe Thomas. Yeah, just, Joe Thomas, I yeah. saw him. And uh, they attacked him. They, they, attacked they saw him. something on tape, and they attacked they him. They attacked him. And he didn't do the right technique, and he got beat. And Slater, even though he did get a hand on him, him being the special teams uh, player that he is and being as great as he is and having all that experience, he was able to just have the perfect so form, stick you, that hand out, and still get a hand on the ball. Do you say that's more of a coaching error? Because I'm sure the coaches were telling them boys, y'all got to know where this guy is at all times. Are no, you, but you it's, it's, going, it's going to fall on the coaches, but the player made the bad he play. Made the bad you know what I'm saying? If I tell one, you to okay. play cover two, and we coach this all weekend, the safety supposed to be <laughs> out there playing cover two, the numbers. and you jump and you jump a dig route. Yeah, they're going to say that's bad coaching, but you you made a you bad made decision. A <laughs> and we've been seeing a lot of that. Yeah, you made, you miscommunication. No, 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 no. Some, yeah, miscommunication. Some of those are not bad decisions. They, they, they cool. bad yeah, coaching. Yeah, but they, it all comes down to miscommunication. Yeah, 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 that, that fair catch, <laughs> that, is, that, is, uh, that is one. Well, the ball ain't traveled past the 20-yard line on a kickoff, and my boy yeah. was all the way back in the middle of the end zone yeah. just chilling. That, that's that's bad culture. That, that's, yeah. And it's a lack of communication. You got to be on the side. Hey, get yeah. your, hey come oh, yeah. on up. The, the wind's nah. blowing. You kick it to the wind. It's raining. They're not kicking the ball for no touchback. Nah. <laughs> scoot nah, up. Nah, <laughs> scoot that up, That was man. like in, what, the third or the fourth quarter? Yeah, scoot up, man. What yeah, you got to have adjustments, man. So... Troy Aikman criticized the. Uh, he criticized the <laughs> team. He? Now I was I was I was watching. You know I was there, but you know obviously when you go back and you listen to the game. Troy was criticizing the coaching and and look, I have been covering many Cowboy games and did many oppression with Jerry Jones afterwards. Okay, I'm going back to when Jimmy was here and Barry was here. I can't recall another time where he was that upset. Demar Jerry. Yes, Jerry was that upset. And I just walked out of there thinking, if you're Keith O'Quinn, you got a problem. You got a problem because he all he said it's coaching. He said call. He said this is on coaching, hundred percent. And yeah. then the way and the things. Sometimes people say things without saying them. He praised Bill Belichick and special teams. Bill came into the league as a special teams coach. And you see when you got guys like Matthew Slater and Bold, those guys aren't on the team to do anything else other than play those special teams. That yep. they put a priority there. And he said, Do we? 
Oh my bad. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm just I'm just telling what he. No, was, no, no. I'm saying yeah. do we put a priority? All right, I just oh, I'll throw, it, that, throw it. that out there a little bit. Well, yeah. well, you know, let's discuss it then. Since you went there, let's discuss. Oh, that. historically, no, nah, no, we haven't put enough uh, emphasis on getting those type of special teams players. It's kind of like whoever we have left over that play safety or running back or whatever who's not they try to make those you know, three or four. Those those are the guys. And then you have teams <laughs> who historically have paid one to two special teams players to do exactly that. Just play teams. Baltimore no other Ravens. responsibility. Baltimore Ravens do it. New England does it. Yeah, Eric Weems was in uh, Shottown, Atlanta. 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 All, that, all he did was play special teams. That's it. It's interesting you said that. I was talking to Rick Goslin, and uh, Goslin Hall of Fame writer, uh, wrote about that, how the Patriots have four guys, and all, all the, you know, these four guys, they're special teams guys. Mm-hmm. That he says you got to put a priority there on that. And and he felt like, with just what you said, that the Cowboys aren't looking at, hey, what can one, you know, that a guy has to be doing something for offense or defense, especially versus, hey, look, can this guy get down here and, and do some of the things you're saying, like a Matthew Slater? Because, in my opinion, the block punt was the turning point in the. That was it. Game. I mean, that was the that was the game, right? It's, it's, Belichick said it was it was as well. Well, so you know, Belichick didn't help uh, <laughs> KO either by saying, "Yeah, we uh we knew they wouldn't be able to handle the elements, so we kind of worked on that." And uh, I was like, oh, I mean, no, boy, he got he got thrown under the bus by everybody, and it Goodness. started with Troy. I mean, Goodness. Troy had him on there, and he opened the floodgates. What they call it? A hat trick three in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is three times. Where the top topic or the uh, most talked about, most discussed topic is yeah, special, special teams. teams, Minnesota. And, and I mean, and, you, and, and the thing that, about special teams is, it's better to go unnoticed to where nobody talking about right. you. You punt it how you supposed to punt. You're right. You, you know, you got some touchbacks or whatever, and then nobody recognizes special teams. Like when Newey goes into the locker room and he doesn't <laughs> he see special nobody. teams and don't say nothing. But that's, that's a good. No, saying that's, that's a good thing. That's a good one, that right? That's a, it, but that's when you had a, a, a decent special teams game. You don't want now, three weeks in a row. Yeah, obviously when it's negative, negative, negative. This is when you talk mm. about frustration from Jerry. He see the same thing we see, and he like. If I if it's anything that I'm supposed to be worried about, all right, it's not special, special teams. teams costing us the game. <laughs> you block, you get a punt block, they score. A couple games ago, we fair catch on, a, and we have a chance to uh, to win the game, and we fair catch and have to throw a hail mary. This is two critical moments in the game where you like, hey. I, I don't got to worry about my defense playing good, my quarterback doing interceptions, any of that. I'm worried about if we're going to make the right play on special teams. I'm not supposed to be holding my breath when we have a fourth down and we punt or we uh, – <laughs> I'm not supposed to – it's not supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be going to get me a drink or something, you know. I'm supposed to be shaking hands with the person I'm sitting next to. You, not, you never know what's going on. You never know, right? Like, he got to look at the game all day now like, man, I don't know. We about to punt, bro. <laughs> He was on the way to the bathroom. He got back. He's like, I thought, uh, I'd have been bad as hell. I'm about to sit right back on the bed. Oh, oh yeah, good. What? what you mean, D up? Yeah, they don't bro. fumble it. Oh. I, I, I guarantee you this. Every every Cowboys fan now will be paying attention to every special team yeah. play they're going. If you cut the commercial before kickoff, they're going to go off. You're going to come back. <laughs> How did get to the 10 yeah. up, man? What don't happened? cut the commercial. Everybody's paying attention to the special teams now. So, the, you know, yeah. the eyes are on. You got a quick turnaround mm-hmm. on Thursday. I, I don't know how much uh, can be redeemed from the special teams. They got the number uh, one returner. Buffalo oh, yeah. got the number one returner. Punt and kickoff. Punt kickoff. That's, that's the next, next thing I was going to hit on. Is this is uh, You could arguably say this is the best special teams uh, club in the NFL that's coming to town on, on Thursday. And Yes. Not to look forward, uh, before, before you keep on going on there, it's too many weeks for KO because Cardero Patterson is next. Right. Mm. <laughs> and Cohen. It don't Tariq get Cohen. no easier. It ain't getting easier. <laughs> it don't get no easier. Hey. Scoot up. We'll be in Chicago. The wind will be blowing. Hey, scoot up to the 10. <laughs> Figure something out, bro. Please. I don't <laughs> what you say? My boy walking into the into the game sweating. Oh, sweat. That's it, boy. It's 20 degrees outside. What, what you sweating for? Do it right, man. Just do it right. Does Just he make do it, it right, to man? Because I like him. I like him. I mean, I, I like him as a person. He's always, you know, been cool with me. We've always had good conversation. But you know, at this point, when you plan bad, then you gotta do what you gotta do. The punt block. I, I, you know, my notes that I kept from the game. So it happened at one thirty-seven in the game. So it's a fourth and twelve punt block. Uh, New England gets the football with 128 to go in the first quarter. First and 10. Sony Michelle with the run, two yards, second and eight at the 10 yard line. Touchdown to Nikhil Harry, his first touchdown in the game. Great catch. Um, yeah. We've been losing a lot of those 50 50 balls. Yeah, it was a great catch. He got the knee down. Um, I mean, the shin down. It was a great catch. So he beat, he beat Byron Jones on yeah. that, become the 75th player to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. 
in his career. So <laughs> 75 different dudes That's have caught crazy. a ball. So it's seven to nothing. Cowboys get the ball back, and um, whoo. Blake Jarwin ended up fumbling. Got it back. Got it back. Luckily. Then it goes into the second quarter. So the Cowboys still had the ball. So that was the first and ten from the eighteen. Blake Jarwin fumbles. It did his second and um second and two from the twenty-six. They run it to Ezekiel Elliott. No yards. Third and two at the twenty-six. Gilmore picks off uh Dak Prescott. And then New England gets the ball back at the twenty-nine of the Cowboys. And uh one, two, three, four plays later to field goal. So it's it, it's ten to nothing right there. So they get the ball at the twenty-nine second drive, and the first drive they got it. Well, after the pump block, they got it. Around the same area? The pump block, they got it at the 12. On um, the interception, they got it at the 29. So 12 and 29, starting starting field position. Yeah. Like, I think and the defense it, played well. Overall, I did say I don't like four yards to pop from Sony, but other than yeah, that, yeah. yeah you know, they, they ain't going to lose you. Yeah, they, they play good. So they, this, I think they good. Look, so, so the, this, this whole – in a game where points were at a premium and touchdowns are premium, because the Cowboys didn't score one in a thirteen to nine loss, um, special teams played that big part. And now a whole lot of fans, just what you're saying, who may have been casual fans, know the name Keith O'Quinn. And, <laughs> and that's not a good thing. They know Maher. <laughs> yeah, and they know O'Quinn because we didn't mention he, he he missed as well. <sighs> Now, can I defend Maher? Yeah. Oh, oh, please. For, listen, for, for, listen. I don't, I'm not here to beat no, down no, yeah, the special yeah. team. No, no, you're bringing, this is you're bringing out what's, what's, what's going on. Miscues. It was tough out there. That the way that wind was going, I mean, it just it was taking balls away. Yeah. You know, it was just I mean, Nick Folk, former Cowboy kicker here. You know, Nick Folk, and we've seen Nick. Nick, Nick Nick's a good, yeah, Nick's a good kicker. I mean, it was it was going away from him. So it was it was hard. Do you expect uh, them to make the kicks if you're a kicker? How long was that one? It was like 40, 46? 46. I think it was like 46. I mean, check my notes here. I want to say it was 46, but even so, the length versus the rain and it's coming from the side That's and the wind kick. blowing. These, That's yeah, hard any, kick. Anything, anything, anytime you were going over 35, it, it, was, it was tough. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think Jerry cares? No, Do you think he took that into account when he decided to when he, he sees the special teams playing this way? He care. counted that as a missed kick, and that's yeah. something else that goes no, on that, special teams. That, that did not help. That I know. Help. That, that didn't help the cause. That didn't help. That's not when he went but. into the coaching and talked about how they were outcoached, and and he even said to me, he says, "When you come here, I think you expect to be outcoached." I've never Whoa. heard that. I've never heard that before. But I asked him the question. I said, "You feel like you're outcoached?" <laughs> well, you come in here, I think you're gonna. You should expect to be. Well, with his history. I can understand why he possibly feels that way. So, you know, Rich Passaccia is the the former Cowboys special teams coach who left here to go out to Oakland. He's, they were rolling he's out John there. John Gruden right now. And and Passaccia also was special teams coach for Gruden when they won a Super Bowl and down there in Tampa. But I do think that you guys you brought up a point in terms of do you have the best players playing special teams? I go back to Lawrence Taylor. You know, Taylor had to play special teams. For Bill Parcells, when Bill mm. was here, he was making, you know, he was making some of the best players play special teams. That's, that's something that, that Bill Parcells, I mean, Bill Belichick also kind of took from Parcells. That hey, look, you know what? We need good play. You start we just because you're starting here. We yeah. yeah, yeah, we had like Sean Lee was on there. Dez was on returning punts. Like we had the best players on this rookie. I mean, I guess it's just a, a different philosophy. It's, I it's, guess it's different now. And and now, I guess the, the way that people structure, structure the rost- rosters is that money is saved for. You know the upper, yeah, the upper that's right? True. So you figure you just get some young guys to go out there and play teams, or if you draft them in the fourth or fifth round, and they gonna play teams and be a whatever running back. <laughs> just hope some got of these guys have never played there. special teams Ever. in college. In college, yeah, they was a superstar. So, so it's, never... it's not even in their forte to do this. Yeah. But it's like, well, they have to because if you running back number three on this team, you're not playing running back. You, you got to be able to yeah. go out. You got to be able to cover. You got to be able to cover a kick. I I do want to let you know. So today. Being Tuesday, mm-hmm. I, um, the Cowboys players were in the locker room because it's a short week, so they were made available to the media today. I went and talked to C.J. Hey, there we go. Man. Did, you, did you have a personal conversation yeah, with him, or what? Did you like get? You had get, oh, just, gave just, him just, love we, on the mic. Yeah, we, yes. Okay. Inter- all right. I, I interviewed. I interviewed uh, C.J. Did, did and, you ask him about the, the pump block and all that stuff? That's you. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. Yes. Yes. And Good, because it and, wasn't his fault. So we. And so we, and we spoke to, to Jeff Heath as well. So you're trying to get their thoughts. What was his thoughts on the on the pump block situation? Uh, Jeff was a good teammate. Talked about you know his mistakes and, and got to clean up the mistakes. And when asked about you know what Jerry said about the coaching, he said, "Yeah, we we hear it and, and we take it personal. We want to we want to clean up the area." So I mean, Jeff, I think fans get mad at Jeff Heath 
for his safety play. And to me, Jeff Heath reminds me a lot of some of the guys that they used to have on the Cowboys uh, Super Bowl teams where, you know, they were backup players. And I think Jeff Heath is a is a valuable backup player as a safety, but a vital special teams guy. If they had someone else here starting, you would you would not be putting as much emphasis on Jeff Heath, where fans are always mad. Like he's not this, he's not that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not like you. This is a first round draft pick you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about a guy that they signed to come over in free agency and, and you know it's not Eric Weddle or somebody like right. that. That's where I think fans have been a little bit unfair. You're mad at a player for something he isn't when you need to look at what he is and ask the, the coaching staff and, and, and management. Have you decided to? You know, invest in that position, but I think Jeff Heath. If you put him, if you put him on on the Patriots, you know what? He'd be a, a backup player who who who's out there making some real contributions. I th- I just don't think Jeff Heath is is the guy that fans say, oh, him, 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 and they Listen, hate nah, this guy. That, if you watch, if you watch the Detroit game and then you watch this New England game, even with him at safety. He made a huge difference. He made two huge plays out there. He gave out there and hurt himself. James White had one catch, minus six yards. The man averages over four, I think over four or five catches a game. Heath was covering him. Detroit game, I saw a big difference on special teams and in safety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they they can say, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Watch some of the other teams around the league and see what they safety position look like and try to plug and play with with who you trying to uh, get out of there with Heath. I respect Heath. I like the way he plays. I like his game. He plays teams. He gets gets out there most of the time. He does what he does. He never going to be out there loafing. He always going to be at the right spot. Yeah, he's not 100% making tackles and all that stuff, but he makes more plays plays. than than the average person. He's an above average safety. Yeah. All right. We need to get into the Thanksgiving Day game, how you prepare for it, how, what you do after this game. Let's dive into that. Also, uh, I want to know your favorite Thanksgiving Day side dish. We also have our football phrase, and uh, we got some stats to go behind that football phrase. He is Barry Church. He's Danny McCray. I'm Dewey Scruggs, and this is the Players' Lounge. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to Radioheads. Christmas at the Star. The Cowboys will host the third annual Christmas at the Star presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb from November 22nd. Through December 21st, taking place at the Star in Frisco, enjoy free, let me say that one more time, free Mm. family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. I went last year, and I enjoyed the heck out of the show. It was great. Did you get $10 off of your Santa picture? 
Uh, no, I did not. We were there to see Gerald Wayne Jones because he um, lit, oh. the, lit the Christmas tree. So I don't even know Santa was there because, you know, when you come in there to see Jerry, it's all about trying to make sure you get what you want to get from Jerry. <laughs> well, listen, for all the people that want to get $10 off your Santa photo, Sign up for these holiday camps January 2nd, December 30th at AT&T Stadium. Kids ages uh, grades first through six. You can go to DallasCowboys.com slash academy and sign up and you get $10 off that photo. You coaching? Of course I am. I'll be there checking, shaking hands, doing all that. Come see me. Corporate Danny. Okay. Stretch out. Stretch, what is stretch corporate out about that? Go out there, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm be playing quarterback from the flag football team. Don't you pull no hammy or something? Man, hold on. I going on flag football tournaments. Yeah. Bro. First of all, my team was undefeated, and two, I, I throw your kid a touchdown. Believe me, you want to. If you want to be a star, send him to my camp. <laughs> <laughs> send him to my camp. Stars are born at the Dallas Cowboys football academies. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for throwing that out. <laughs> this is the Players' Lounge. All right, Barry Church, tell them how uh, they can reach you on social media. Uh, both Twitter and uh, Instagram at BarryChurch42. Uh, Danny McCray? On Twitter, is at DannyDMac44. On Instagram, it is Danny underscore McCray40. All right. Hit me up on Twitter at Newey Scruggs. It's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. That's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. On Facebook, it is Newey Scruggs Sports. Okay. So the Cowboys now 6-5, and five, still in first place. Yeah. Well, have, you, have you ever seen a team that's in first place that the fan base... <laughs> And the owner don't make it. It's just what you like got to deal with. That's, you got the star that's, on him. Because that's, that's one specifically because of the division that we're in. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only reason we make you, it the playoffs. You, you plug us out because the Rams lost last night. They're like, oh, playoff dream's over. We got five games. We got, we got Buffalo, mm-hmm. Chicago. At Chicago. At Chicago. L.A. At home. Philly. At Philly. And Washington. Washington. None of those teams scare me at all. The quarter, the best quarterback out of the whole group is, is Josh Allen. <sighs> okay, stay with me. Stay, He's playing high. Okay, stay. I was, I'm not going to I'm not like, I, I like us. <laughs> None I'm of not going to say I'm not nervous. None of those teams Because I'm already – the, okay. the, the yeah. one game that I said that we were going to lose, we lost already. It was, it was supposed to be Washington, but we did it early. We went ahead and got it out the way. So true? now they got to go undefeated for the rest of the season. So where are you going with this, Okay, so, so I wrote this for um, the Blue Star blog and the Dallas Morning News. And I said, there was a path for the Cowboys to get to 10 wins. And I included the New England loss. Okay, so they're 6-5 and five right now. Mm-hmm. You got Buffalo. If you, you, if you win, okay, if you win, you're 7-5. That's Chicago. That's a winnable game from the standpoint that Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Mitchell Trubisky. Come on. Okay, so you win that, you're 8-5. The Rams. Did anybody see last night's game? That debacle? That is not last year's team. Let me team. see. Scratch that out. All right? Uh, Baltimore is, is a – that's a whole different monster compared to the rest of the league. But I got you. Jared Goff. Jared Goff is playing terrible. Oh, oh he, he is. is. He, he is, but, they, but their defense is not he, that terrible. He it's, has it's, about it's who they 19 is. picks or 19 turnovers in his last – 18 games. I mean, this is this is He's a guy terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that you know the Cowboys have issues, you know, trying to trying to win the turnover battle. Jared Goff's gonna give you something. Okay? <laughs> they come in bunches, right? <laughs> so you could be nine and five against LA, Philly. You could lose the Philly game, be nine and six, take on Washington. Beat them, be ten and six. I mean, and you're in. And and, and fans were like, no, no, no. And I said, and I, I said on Twitter. Before you write Jason Garrett off, remember, remember last year because I was the guy who wrote him off. He battled at three back. and five. They finished seven and one. So to say that with five games left, that this Cowboys team with the talent they have cannot win four games here, Man, that would be irresponsible. Good. You could even go nine and seven because also go on the other side. Anybody watching Philadelphia right They're now? Playing terrible. Turn on their sports radio station. Who's they, playing? They have, <laughs> Do they have a receiver out there? They have turned on Carson Wentz. I mean, they, they playing terrible. They, they, are, mean... they are ready to. They are ready to throw him out and bring back Nick Foles. And we've seen Nick Foles all he's done since he came back to Jacksonville's lose. Yeah, but fine. but Philadelphia, they want that right now. So, and I said I'm not being a homer. I'm just being a straight realist here. That this can be done. It can be done. Will and, it be done? I don't know. And we can win can a playoff be. home game. Yeah, Even I mean, though it'll yeah, probably be, be tough. it'll probably be Seattle, a Green Bay and Seattle, Seattle, Green Bay or Seattle, Seattle, we can, Green Bay or Seattle. We can win. Hit your stride, just like you said. Remember, 
What happened? We hit our stride last playoffs. year. We went seven and playoffs. one. <laughs> We're talking about the you playoffs. Mean you just wrote, you just wrote, you, you just wrote our playoff path <laughs> right there I, I, on I, the I, paper. But I didn't say anything about the playoffs. <laughs> Man, them 10 boys, okay. get, they can get in there. So we Turn do it. So 10 and 6 don't get us in? No, 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 no. I didn't get it. So what I'm saying, I didn't go into the playoffs okay. to say what could happen. I'm just talking about getting okay. in. Right. Okay, it's like, I got ahead of myself. Right, yeah. exactly. Let's talk about that. We're yeah, trying to fill out a tournament yeah, bracket. Yeah, we, I'm we, like, we, no, we, no, we, no. Week we, we 15, we 15, we'll talk about okay. that. Right? I think the boys can get in, though. So so, so a, a 10-6 and six season is doable. Even with the loss at Philadelphia, the way they're playing, if they if they lose to Buffalo and win at Philadelphia, then they, they, they're going to win the division. The question starts to become How far can they go in the playoffs? Not well, because yes, yes, because that will speak to what Jerry and Steven spoke about at training camp on what the determination would be for Jason Garrett to come back in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And they feel like the team they put together has the talent to go to the NFC championship. And so a 10 and six season may not save them. It may not, but, but they have the talent. They have the ability to get there. So that was what I wrote. So, yeah, they, so you can check it out. If you go over to you know, my, t- my Twitter page uh, new, at Newey Scruggs or Newey Scruggs sports, uh, I wrote it there and I went through the different scenarios we just kind of talked about here, but it's doable. It's doable, but you, it starts, with trying to win on Thanksgiving Day. Against Buffalo. Cowboys are 31-19-1 on Thanksgiving Day. Last year, they beat Washington 31-23. Amari Cooper, in case you forgot, 180 yards of receiving, which is a single-game individual high for a Cowboy player on Thanksgiving Day. So this is... um, Game number 52 hopefully, on Thanksgiving. Hopefully he can he bounce like back. 250 hopefully uh, he can bounce back. Yeah, yeah, he goes for 250 to make up for last game. He was in witness protection that last game. Nobody knew where who, he was who at. Who put him there? Gilmore put him uh, there. He put he him in cuffs, tar- the back of the two, van, everything. Had two targets in that game. Cause, sorry, so I was there, too. Oh, you were there I, that? I, yeah, that was so, <laughs> okay, so. First of all, <laughs> should he should he even have more targets with the elements the way that they were? Should we have just so continued? Just, to, yeah, let, let so, us know. So man. right after you, know, I'm right there, and, for, and Amari gives you very short answers. Oh yeah, they're very short. And someone said, basically, you know, did you know Gilmore was that good? He's, he's the best corner. No, he said, is this the best corner you faced? And he said, I don't really know. I only had two opportunities, so I didn't really get a chance to to. Ah, oh, don't give me to that. Play. So, so he basically said, "How am I supposed to know if he's any good when I didn't get any opportunities to really test the guy?" That was what he. We know why you didn't get no ops. So well, he, it was also bad elements. But yeah, nah, he got strapped. <laughs> I know. Okay, don't listen to that bad guy. Strapped. Strapped. Put him on the island. He got yeah. put him on the island. He, he did Gilmore Island. Bill said, "Take him." He hey. Got him. Got Scrap. him. Well, listen, yeah. we, we, we got Trey White this week. No, I mean, he's what do you got? Six picks. He got four. He got four. He got four picks. And, and that was the next thing I was going to say was, it, it doesn't get any easier. Uh-uh. We don't uh, play around in Baton Rouge. But. It does not get any easier this week. But if the elements won't be a factor, and if they want to take Cooper away, then it's time to get Gallup involved. Who we seen can can explode. Right. That, that's well, and and Cobb is still, still Cobb. he's still getting open. Cobb, Cobb has been fantastic. And Jarwin too. Get my boy Jarwin. It looked like they put a little emphasis on that last week to get him going early in the game well, until he fumbled. But it seems like they're doing the right thing now. They've got to score a touchdown. Okay, you can't go two weeks in a row without scoring a touchdown. Here you need mismatches. And this is, once again, the Cowboys did what Jason Witten told me they could not do a train camp, which is, you know, put yourself behind the eight ball. You know, we have to wait. All right, now you, you're here and you got to wake up. And uh, I was talking to Zach Martin in the locker room earlier today, and he talked about we have to make sure and figure out a way that we don't keep keep these slow no, starts and, and they're, not, they're not where they want to be, which is a good thing. They, they at least understand. They shouldn't be six and five. They're the, this, this Cowboy team has the same record as the Raiders. Yeah, let that and sink who in. Who would have thought that to begin mm. this season with the talent mm. base that the Cowboys have and the Raiders' talent base, you were not thinking anywhere at all that these teams would have the same record right now. You, you just not didn't. at all. Not just at didn't. all. Especially with the, when they lost A.B. and all that situation yeah. went down. I mean, it's very like shocking. you said, you, you don't win Super Bowls on paper, man. You're correct. You're very correct. So, so in your opinion right now, how do they get a W against Buffalo? For me – Mm, you, tough one. you have to, you have to make them be who they are, right? What they do is they play great defense, and they run the ball. Josh Allen runs around a little bit. You stop that, and then you put on on, on notice and show 
Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb and, and Jarwin. Score some points. That's how we get the dub. Get the offense rolling. It's start off early, done. right? And then we have to stop you know, the quarterback from you running. You got to take the ball away from Josh Allen. Yeah, he done thrown eight if picks you, this year. If so you, far. But if you let him run around oh, and get yeah. those first down, 30 to 12. We made the mis- and, mistake and last year. Yeah, we gave him 14. confidence. We gave him momentum. And he tore us up yeah. last year. So you got you to gotta just kind of you got to step on his throat yeah. early. Don't know? just think that he's going to come out here and be you know, a quarterback that is not going to move nah. around and be able to complete some he passes because like he can do it. He looks six five and giggly. Don't let Beasley. This is going to go off. Don't I, let him come Beasley's in here go off, and try to show the like, approval point that, you know, he should still be here or the the Bills are better because they focus on football more than us. He go might break the curse. That. Beasley might break the curse because former Cowboys coming into Dallas and playing, I mean, I've been a part of that. We, yeah. we got abused. <laughs> we got abused. So hopefully Beasley – well, I ain't going to say hopefully, but – Maybe Beasley will break the curse. Wade Phillips, too. He came back as a coordinator of the Rams. Wade came in to make sure he got his dub. They gave him a game ball. So, so, I mean, you you, you are correct. Now, with Leighton Vanderesh out at linebacker in this game, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, is it upon them, as you're talking about trying to contain Josh Allen, who will use his legs? You have to worry about a guy using his legs last week and Tom Brady. He he wasn't going Mm -hmm. anywhere. But you know – that's a part of the game that Josh Allen. I think it's definitely on them. Um, they're going to be playing some zone coverages, and they're going to have their eyes on the quarterback. So when they get back in their zone coverages, and you know, all the time, the defensive linemen they're going to run a rush the quarterback to get the sack. So sometimes those rush lanes are going to open up. It's on them. It's on Lee. It's on Smith. It's on Joe Thomas if he gets Jordan in there. Lewis. Okay. Jordan Lewis. So when their eyes are back at the quarterback, and they see him scrambling, and they got to converge quick and tackle him because this guy he don't look very athletic, but he can run. He can run good. And yeah, it'll be up to them underneath coverage as well to to stop him from running, but also get those those close uh, underneath window interceptions and, okay. and bat downs and all that. So, all right, Thanksgiving Day game, afternoon game. They played every so the Lions are the first game. It's the Cowboys, then it's the NBC game. So I, I want to say it's um, Atlanta hosting the Saints. I'm almost pretty yeah, positive. I, think, yeah, I was I checking on my fantasy one. football schedule there that <laughs> the Saints are going because I have Dak and I've got Drew Brees trying to make that choice of who I play. We ain't even gonna talk about fantasy. Yeah, it's okay. Listen, listen, the, what, fantasy, this man. is the week of fantasy where you like, man, I could be out of this before <laughs> before we get to Sunday. There's so many games going on. I got Dak as my quarterback. <laughs> I got Singletary running back. I don't know. And, I got, I, and I I fight, I'm fighting for the mind. number one seed. So yeah. if I lose, I'm in fifth. Ooh. If I win, I'm in first. I got to keep winning because this is our our last regular season. This game. is ours as well. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm almost like you. If I uh, if I lose, I could drop down from from third to maybe fourth or fifth. So so that's that's that there. Uh, as former players, let me ask you this question: How did you all attack the Thanksgiving food and family? You got to play me? the game, but how did you how did you attack it? How did you do it? Did you have your family come in? What, give, give oh, yeah, me, we, give I it. had the family come in and all that good stuff, and uh, Mom Dukes and everybody cooked and all that stuff, but I didn't like to eat heavy before a game, so I would just, you know, dabble here and there and then go to the game, but then smash when I came back, but I never wanted to eat a whole big smorgasbord of a meal, because then I feel heavy, I feel slow, and anybody be able to run past me then, so <laughs> I just waited till the end to eat, but it was definitely a good meal, though. Yeah, we, we had an understanding that, uh, so all, all my family that came in town, they all went to the game, so my mom would get down there uh, the night before and then she would start cooking. None of us would eat or touch any of the uh, the Thanksgiving food until after the game. Okay, so I, would eat, right. so I would eat with the team and all that stuff, but I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything because I knew when I got there it wouldn't, wouldn't be a spoonful missing from the macaroni and cheese or the stuff. Right? Everything would still be intact and we would say grace and then we would go eat. There so 92,000 fans at AT&T Stadium last year for uh, the Washington Cowboy game. They give you all a certain allotment of tickets as a player. How many more do you find yourself? Oh, am I wrong? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Right? Okay. Because I I know where you was going with this. How many more do you have to purchase? And guys in the the locker room are trying to purchase for those Thanksgiving Day games because a lot of guys have family coming Uh, in. Me, I I only had to catch up like two or three because I let them know from the jump like, nah, I ain't ain't got no tickets for you. I never, I never really had a large amount. I do know stories, and I still have teammates and old teammates that. Get ten and fifteen tickets. I heard a forty point one because, time. Because what happens is the people that are asking for these tickets think that you get them for free. 
Mm-hmm. On your check on next Thursday, Ooh. <laughs> then they they deduct all those no tickets off asked. your check. You just look. Why am I missing fifteen hundred? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah well, so, you had about six yeah. tickets. So so and it keeps going. So at the end of the year, you have a total of how much you spent on tickets. And then you know if you smart, you like hey, I got two that I get for the game that's free, and then everything else I got to purchase. So maybe two people can come to this game and two people can come to the other one. Then some guys, especially if you got a lot of money, then you go ahead and, and, and buy whoever you want. Then some people split sweets. Mm-hmm. Wearing them, you they, you know, get you a suite. But it just depends on who you are. If you plan in your hometown, and all that, all that stuff matters. So you didn't put anybody in the standing room only section over there. Nah, they, they, they stood at home. With I, was, yeah, I, I, was, I was never a big ticket giver. Yeah, like, I, I yeah the max I've given, I think I, I maybe six, but and that was that was rare. All right. So since since your family came in and cooked Thanksgiving, tell me your favorite. Thanksgiving side dish. I asked Lyle Collins this earlier in the locker room. He said his favorite is his mom's seafood dressing. Is mac and cheese considered a side, a side dish? dish? Yeah, all right, so it's my mom's mac and cheese. No matter, I mean, I can eat a whole plate, whole bowl of that. I mean, it's a, the greatest combination of cheeses. <laughs> I mean, when you scoop it up, it's just, the cheese just melts down. How many down. different cheeses? Did I mean, there's at up? least six or seven. Che- I mean, Velveeta's. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Steam coming up when you. T- <sighs> my mouth's watering right now, Paul. But like, did she put breadcrumbs on the top of it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's just, and, and nobody can nobody can get the recipe. I mean, they steal the recipe, but the sausage just doesn't taste the same. So. So throwing that that mac and cheese on that with that gravy that that's that's and mac and cheese with gravy I mean, not gravy I mean the turkey with the turkey oh yeah so you, man you put that in on one fork get you a couple of little dabbles of the mac and cheese <laughs> get you a little a scrape of that turkey I mean it goes down unbelievable you get man. The, you just poke it all <laughs> poke it all in <laughs> That's okay. why your boy be like two thirty after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, so that's uh, all right. So that's your that's your go to. You got your turkey right there. First thing you're reaching for is a mac and cheese. What about you, Mister? Oh, Frank? easily the turkey stuffing. Ooh. But you have to put the whole turkey wing in there so the bone's still in there. Yeah, well, you get it like that. that. But just like my grits, I gotta have a cranberry sauce. And okay. not a little bit. Okay. okay. A lot. Now here, now, a lot. Are we getting it out of the can, or are you getting the the? Getting the Creole cranberries and making it. No, no, no. It's out of the can. You know, can opening. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like that. They got the cranberry chunks in it too. Yeah, you know, they come in a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> Jello. <laughs> my my great grandmother. Yeah, you put the spoon in there. <laughs> you make it look like you just lay <laughs> Lay it on the side a little bit. I'm telling you. <laughs> my great grandmother made a fantastic cranberry with real cranberries and would use um, oranges, orange peels. Mm. Put, put it into a blender, ton of sugar, ton of sugar. And he don't like sugar. No. Cranberries. Cranberries are bitter. <laughs> sugar on. helps. Sugar helps. But she, 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 and my mom knows how to make it too. But it is uh, so. What we would have both. I have two. I had two cranberries. I had the jet the on the can, and then had the one she made. So I was always loaded up with cranberry. My, the stuffing. That so my, you got both on oh your yeah. plate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because everything, everything I did, it was, it was always turkey. Uh, the dressing, because they made a hellaciously great dressing, and then the two cranberries. So that that, then I throw the other stuff that was on there. They had a potato salad. So they, uh, they had all in the green bean casserole. But those were always my three things. And then the next day, when you come back again, it was always had to have the the turkey and the, and the great gravy dressing and my cranberry. All of them. how many days after Thanksgiving? Can you eat the leftovers? What day should you stop? Thanksgiving's I, on Thursday. What day is it like, bro? You tripping? That's I a can't. tough one. Well, with my mom, we had a lot. You know, going over to my great grandma's place in Birmingham, there was always a lot. So I could go. You know, the entire time we stayed, I had it. I mean, it was it was just that good. How I many mean, days was that? Was that is it like, bro? Are you still eating this on Monday? Are you like gonna get sick or no? Like, no, nah, nah. So I said week. So you got all the way till next Thursday. I think mm-hmm. so. And see, I'm also one of those two. I'm one of those guys too. I'll, I can repurpose. I can make it into something else. You know, it's all good by me. Yeah, that's um, true. Throw it on a sandwich. Are you one of those people that don't like when their food touches on the plate? I'm fine. You fine with that? I, mix, I mix it. No, I, I told you. I, just, I, tell like, I had the dividers and all jelly that. Jelly and grits. And all, all in my grits. All, and right, right. And dip right. the toast. Right. We're going. We're going. Right, so please no. let it touch. No, <laughs> right. no the yams can touch the gravy You know the special plate that you, because usually when you get the little circle plate for paper plates, on Thanksgiving you get the oval. You get the oval. Get my good china out the back. Get the good china out the back. 
So Thanksgiving is coming up here. Enjoy the game. Um, also, make sure you have a safe and happy holiday season. Let's take another break. Let's get into our football phrase here. And Rain Dakota Prescott uh, coming off a tough game as he tries to take on the Bills and get the Cowboys to um, seven wins. That's next right here on the Players' Lounge. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce grab. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day Duncan is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys success from the sidelines, head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory because this season Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day too with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to Radioheads. All right. The top two football teams in the Big 12 Conference will face off in the Big 12 Championship game on Saturday, December 7th at AT AT&T Stadium. Kickoff will be at 11 a.m. Don't miss your opportunity to get tickets before they sell out. Tickets on sale now at SeatGeek.com. Are you going to be there? No, not going to Big 12. SEC, I'll be watching. I know we're going to take over Atlanta and we'll be, we'll be just fine. Well, LSU, Georgia. LSU, Georgia, yes. Uh, we will win by mm. at least 21. Oh. And uh, Joe Burrow will cement his, himself as, in history as the 2019 Heisman mm. Trophy winner. It's a bowl. And then I'll, we can watch it at Pop. We can watch it at Papa Do's so, if you would like. So um, they got TVs. I'll, I'll be I'll be at the game most likely. <laughs> we can watch the replay. You can come on with me. Wait, let's no, 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 no. Watch the replay. Let's watch the replay. Let's go with that. We watch the replay because I want to point out all the reasons why he is winning the house as I'm by ordering. 21? As I'm ordering the fun fun so do. Dan, huh? By twenty one. Minimal. Minimal. Danny's LSU Tigers are going to go play in in the. SEC championship game against a, a Georgia team, and this is interesting how football works. Jake Fromm almost won the national championship for Georgia as a freshman, mm-hmm. and this was a guy that as a freshman I'm thinking, all right, by the time he gets his third year, he'll, he'll be a first-round pick in the draft. Right now, Jake Fromm needs to go back to Georgia. Oh, if I opinion. was him, I would. He won't be undrafted. Uh, just like the league, they get film on you. Oh, <laughs> it's smart defensive coaches <laughs> yeah. at college as well. And they get film on you, and then yeah. all of a sudden, if you if you can't adapt and change and show that you really had that talent, then you end up looking like Look his backup. Did they choose the wrong quarterback? Of course. I mean, you see what he's doing up there at O State? That man is he is a, a whole beast up there right now. Jake Fromm looking like yeah. somebody's eighth grade quarterback Listen, right now. I'm, I'm glad they kept him. <laughs> Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a whole beast up there right Justin now. Justin Fields spent his freshman year at Georgia, ended up transferring, got a got an immediate waiver and playing for Ohio State right now, and looks looks next world and and Jake from Georgia looking looking like nothing like the guy who you thought he would be in year mm-hmm. three. But that's, that's crazy how they work, right? So we get Joe 
from, from Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. Ohio State gets <laughs> fields, fields from, from Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. And, and they both shining right now. And Georgia keeps Jim from. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, 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 and but they still a one loss team going to the SEC championship. And that was true. the next thing I was saying. I don't want to beat it up, make it sound like the guy is is trash, but. Just going, I mean, it was, I think it was the, was it QB1? He was one of those, he was in high school. Oh, one of them Elite 11 type dudes. Yeah, right? so he, it was a, it was a um, documentary and it, it followed from Tate Martell and, a, and, and two other guys who were quarterbacks. It's on Netflix. Yes. On Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Netflix. It, 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 yeah, it was a good thing. I mean, he, he came off like, okay, here's a, here's a, here's a, yeah, here's a likable guy. Tate Martell came off as a straight. <laughs> I've seen one episode. Where is he at was, now? Take, yeah. He's a wide receiver from Miami. He's wide, like the, the yeah. Hurricane? Yeah, he's the one that sent out the tweet, the cryptic tweet, when Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State. He said, you know, uh, don't miss twice. You know, make sure you don't miss twice. Well, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he sent that tweet out. Like, basically, hey, man, make sure you don't miss twice. Sent it, you know, just because it was assumed that Tate Martell would be the quarterback. Next thing you know, Fields is there, transfers Ohio State. And then Martell, he's up and out of there. He transfers to Miami. So, you know, he's all about to you. And we all assume, okay, well, he'll be start for Manny Diaz and the Hurricane. First game come, he not start. Then he left. He left the team for a day. Guess what? he was upset. So he comes back, and then they move him to receiver. He playing a whole different position yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Do you? <laughs> do you? Does that when they put you on TV coming out of high school? Hey, I mean, if you, you gonna do that, you might as well stay at Ohio State. You might as well. Well, he wouldn't. He would have been riding the bench. He would have been the yeah, receiver. Yeah, he would have Scout team all American. Got all specials. Got all specials. Get ready to try to make, make a statement in the league at the XFL or something. But I mean, at least you're gonna get a ring. You know, speaking oh, of the XFL, I forgot to mention that there was a Josh Johnson they blocked from going to Detroit. Yes, they did. <laughs> so Wait, what? Hold on. Detroit wanted Josh Johnson to come to a play for them, and the XFL blocked him from going there. So he got to stay in the XFL. What? The quarterback? <laughs> yes. 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 How is that the even fact blocked? that they wanted Josh Johnson is crazy. They the second fact is that they that they blocked him. Because they got a contract. <laughs> but they, yeah, you can't mess the XFL up like that because then they got to go yeah, find another true. guy. And that's they drafted based – like that's how they that's did the system. Guy. They gave quarterback. I'm tell you, the Lions sure are good since they fired Jim Caldwell, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate throwing them shots. This ain't no shot. I mean, you just – look, the Detroit papers are saying fire Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia right now. Because they were – you know. Bob Quinn comes out and says nine and seven is not good enough for the Lions. So he fires Caldwell. Caldwell spent four years That's there, true. went to the playoffs twice, and only and had three winning seasons out of four. They they live for that right now. That this is team true. is going backwards. And the GM, you're the guy, you win, I got your guy from New England, Matt Patricia. That, that, that organization is not good. Matt Stafford played, you look at his career, best football he's played was under Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens when Joe Flacco went on that run. Dude made Joe run. Flacco a Super Bowl MVP. Hey, too. That dude is a magician. <laughs> yeah, Jim Flacco, Caldwell Flacco is a magician. A, we got an injury. We got, my neck you know, hurts. Yeah. Peyton Manning's best football. You start looking at Jim Caldwell. You know, people talk about Adam Gates. Uh, go check Jim Caldwell and Peyton Manning's numbers together. So, uh, yeah, they messed that up all day. Let's get into our football phrase of the day here. Field position. Mm-hmm. You, you, Nui, help me out with this because you, you can yes. give me the, the, the yard lines and all okay, that. Okay, let's go back so, to that uh, the, the New England game. And field position was where New England did a fantastic so, job. So so let's let's just start with – so when you are – You want the Cowboy uh, drives? When, well, so, no, I'm just saying, so when we talk about field position and we really talk about field position battles and a field position game, we're talking about plays that – that uh, teams run in order to, when they get the ball back, they will have the uh, ball closer to the end zone. And when they are on defense, they want the ball to be closer to the opponent's end zone so they have a longer field to drive or a shorter field to drive for your offense, right? Yes. So here, here's something to know here. Um, the Patriots are number one in the NFL in average drive, meaning that they have less distance to travel uh, to score points. The Cowboys – Entered with the NFL's number one offense, but a ranking of 29 in average drive start. So they're having to go a whole long way to, uh, to, to, to score. So here are the Patriots' drives on Sunday. Their own 22, their own 36, the Cowboys' 12. Their own 25, their own 25, their own 36, their own 28, their own 28, their own 38, their own 25, the Cowboys' 25. And the two times they started in Dallas territory, the drives ended in scores. Now, that final time they were in Cowboys territory, they ran out the clock. Here are the drives for the Cowboys. 
in Foxborough. Own 25, own 19, own 20, own 18, own 30, own 36, own 20, own 28, own 20, own 11, own 8, own 15. That Patriots starting average drive was 40, was 41, the 41 yard line. The Cowboys offense average start their own 21 yard line. You cannot have that kind of discrepancy if you're trying to win at Foxborough against the Patriots. And, and to put that into perspective, that is two first downs, right? So you have to score. You have to make an extra two first downs compared to the Patriots in order to score the ball. Now, one drive started inside the 20 for the Patriots. Right, and mm. and special teams played a, a part in that, right? The, when the field was flipped and they started on the 12, that was a block punt. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's just like the field position battle was being won and lost most of the time on special teams. If you're on the 50 and you're punting, you're doing those sky punts, it's important that you make it land uh, inside the 10 or at the 10 to make the other team have to score, uh, drive 90 yards to score. If you punted it to the end zone, you just took a first down away from them. That's one mm-hmm. less first down they have to get in order to score the ball, right? So when you see somebody averaging 10 yards of return on punt, that's one less first down that the offense has to score. So that's that's what we mean when we say field position. The special teams controls that by making those yards up on on returns or making those yards go uh, be more on kickoffs and punts. Danny McCray, let me pick up on what you were talking about there. Bill Parcells used to call it hidden yardage. Mm-hmm. And he would add that up and just you know the hidden yardage in a game. And right there, when you talk about uh, the Patriots getting the ball uh, at the 41-yard line to start a drive, the Cowboys starting at 21 and the two first downs, and just look Looking and you, you know anybody just go to, go check the drive chart. Okay, just go check the drive chart. Uh, how many times you're able to get two first downs in a drive? It's, it's not it's it's not easy, especially in those conditions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not easy. So it makes a difference in a football game where you're once again. I said you, you're trying to beat a team like that, and that's that's hard. Dak Prescott, um, no touchdown passes. This is something I wonder about. Going back to see how New England lost their only game of the year. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Uh, had about 65 yards rushing and at least at least seven attempts. I had to check it more, but why didn't Dak run the football? Oh more? man, I saw one. Was he rolling to the left? It was him and a D line. And I'm like, run the ball. 300 pound new house. And he throws it. I'm like, listen, this is what Jerry's talking about when he says, I think Dak can use his legs more. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a design play for him to run. You can, you can the play can break down. You can scramble. You can see that you have the mismatch, the uh, advantage against a D lineman going to the left, and you can run around him and get the first down. We've seen him do it in the past. So, rookie year, the year after that. I mean, he was so on the ground. He, all the he time. does have those opportunities. He can. We know that he can be a pocket passer. Yeah, we know he's that he can complete that. Yeah, any pass that. on the field. We know that he can do that, and we know that he can run. But yeah, yeah. being able to make the decision on when to do it and when you when it's best for you to do it, and in that situation, we feel like it. I'm no quarterback, yeah, so we, yeah. I feel like it was best for him to go ahead and pump fake, run around the edge, get an easy first down, and keep it going. Exactly. I'd like to see him use his legs more. We've seen him do it in the past, but, I mean, he also has the strength to do it with his arms. So hopefully he can get it done. he got to find Listen, some type of combination to get this let me, done. Let me tell you something. Elements, it, the next game that the Elements will be that way at Chicago – if you have a chance to run a first down versus trying to fit it into a tight window, just run it easier. That is demoralizing to a deep defensive line and DBs when a quarterback is able to break out of the pocket and scramble. That's why you see these guys get so frustrated when Lamar Jackson is doing it because it's like, Especially. what else do we have to do? We're covering, we're rushing, we're doing all this. These guys are chasing the whole time, and he scrambles for 10 and make it look Especially easy. On third down. It's demoralizing. It's the worst. It. It's the worst. All right, I, let me go back. I pull up the numbers here. So Lamar Jackson against the Patriots rushed 16 times for 61 yards and had two touchdowns. Dak Prescott one rush for four yards against uh, against New England. So that was one of those when you come back to when you talk about coaching. This is something clear on film. Yeah. How can you beat the Patriots? First off, they're, they're not comfortable. You know, you, you got a team doing something they're not comfortable doing. So, you know, use your legs. And we see Russell Wilson has made a living doing that, using his legs. We know Josh Allen is going to use his legs some, when yeah, he comes Thursday. into AT&T Stadium in Jerry World. Okay, we know he's, Dak Prescott has that same ability. And that's uh, that's that's an interesting um it's crazy that it's the opposite, right? For because usually you say when we want this guy to learn how yeah, to be yeah, a pocket yeah. passer, how to, how to, right? And he he can do that. So now we're like, hey man, learn how to use your legs a little bit more and learn <laughs> when to when to do it. It's like the opposite of what the NFL is teaching, but he 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 can do it. So he should have some faith and confidence in himself to be able to turn that corner and get a first down. Put it in the game plan more. 
That's that's that's, yeah. that's see some more read options. Oh, uh, it, depending well, on the situation, you can, you, can put the, you can put the pass <laughs> yeah, in there yeah. too. You I mean, we were just talking way. about the read option they ran. Oh, uh, that yeah. one he went to the left and lost yards on the way. Not those. Not those. We don't want no parts of that. All right, let's wrap up the players' lounge. With a Thanksgiving Day prediction, Barry Church. Ah, I'm going to go, man, this is a tough one, but I'm going to go 24-17 Dallas. Danny McCray? Uh, 31-21 Dallas. I'm with Danny from the standpoint, if they win, they're going to have to score 30 because that's what they've done all year long. It's going to be a challenge against this Buffalo team, but I believe they do it every time they lose and people dogpile the Cowboys. And you got the owner saying what the owner did. I expect everyone to show. It's also a Thursday. It's a Thursday game at your place here. I expect the Cowboys to score 30 points in this one. And I think they're going to go ahead and get it. Get it we forgot about the tickets. It's Thanksgiving. We're giving away oh, tickets. Give away the tickets, right? man. Look, so listen, to win the tickets, go to my Instagram, at Danny underscore McCray 40. Send me a message of your favorite of the topic that we talked about today for Thanksgiving. Whatever it is, send it to me in a message, and I'll pick on Wednesday at 4 p.m. to let you guys know who won the tickets. All right. You got it. That is another edition of the Players' Lounge. We'll be back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Have a safe holiday. Enjoy the football game. That's Danny McCray, Barry Church. I'm Newey Scrux. We appreciate you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!